Welcome to RevMD, a podcast created for healthcare professionals by healthcare professionals. We will share tips on medical billing and coding, as well as workflow optimization to help practices succeed, thrive, and grow revenue. Welcome back to another week of RevMD. If you missed our last live session of the Billing Metric Mastermind, we were able to spend some time going over billing metrics, benchmarks, and even strategies around setting KPIs. And so if you missed it and want to check it out, we are doing another repeat of the session, July 31st, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you want to sign up, go to nationalrevenueconsulting.com and go to the tab Metric Mastermind to sign up. I look forward to seeing you guys there. So this week, we're going to talk about Transitional Care Management, or TCM, which is another management tool for patients in your office that's used in between office visits. So this specific service is provided to patients in that first 30 days after a hospital discharge to help manage the transition home or to the community and avoid readmissions. And oftentimes is just another activity, again, that you and your office staff are already doing, but you just want to make sure that you're taking care of all of the elements necessary to bill for that work. The service involves you or your care team, which is really helping to provide support with any post-facility discharge plans so that there isn't a service gap. So this means taking responsibility for the patient's care and helping manage any moderate or highly complex medical things that are going on, which may remain after immediately discharging from the hospital. And those can actually be medical or even psychosocial. So the key with this is really just that added additional support in between discharge and the time it takes to get them back on a regular schedule for frequent visits, depending on what's going on with them clinically. So some examples of transition care are going to include things like, are you coordinating care between physiatry or or occupational therapy? Are you providing additional education for the patient or even their caregiver team regarding things like, you know, monitoring blood sugars, right, or recording their daily weights? Um, Some other examples include maybe your staff is helping coordinate services with home health or medical equipment supplier, and we'll kind of go over in in detail over each of the elements. But essentially the key is that you're working with this patient and communicating with this patient and then also having a face-to-face visit within either a seven or 14 day period post-discharge, which is gonna depend on the patient's clinical severity, which I'll go over. So let's talk a little bit about the requirements for TCM services. Like I mentioned, Um, That TCM period is really that 30-day period that begins on the patient's inpatient discharge date and then continues for the next 29 days. So patients can be discharging from a number of different places. Um, It can be either an inpatient or a partial hospitalization setting. Some examples of that include inpatient acute care hospital, right? That makes sense. Inpatient psych hospital, long-term care hospital, skilled nursing facility, inpatient rehab, hospital outpatient observation or partial hospitalization, or even a community mental health center. Those all count. Both primary care doctors or any specialists can offer TCM services. And 
These services consist of three specific elements of care during that 30-day period. This includes an initial interactive contact, then a non-face-to-face coordination of care, which we'll go over in more detail, and then also an office visit. All elements are mandatory in order to bill for TCM services. And of course, if they're not clinically necessary, you certainly don't need to finish all of the elements. You just may not qualify for billing for each of them. So as you guys can imagine, there's a number of different benefits for both the practice and the patient and really the healthcare system as a whole. Obviously, this is going to benefit the health of the patient. You're really making sure that there's a successful transition after hospitalization without any gap of care for the patient. And what I found interesting when working on this episode is that close to 20% of Medicare fee-for-service discharges result in a re-hospitalization within 30 days. And this actually costs the healthcare system, again, as a whole, $44 billion each year. And if you guys know me, and if you know me well, my number one priority in both my day job and in this podcast and our billing company is reducing waste or improving on inefficiencies in our healthcare system. So I think this can be a very beneficial program and also can provide some revenue for the practice. Because again, most of the time you guys are already doing this anyway. What I also found interesting is that according to the American Journal of Medical Quality, patients decreased their odds of hospital readmission by nearly 87% when they participated in a TMS program. And so again, there's a huge benefit to our healthcare system and our patients when this is implemented and done well. Obviously, reduced readmissions also help satisfy some uh, performance indicators that are measured by Medicare, which can raise your reimbursement rates right through that MIPS or a merit-based incentive payment system score. So just another benefit to the practice. So now we're going to spend a little bit more time going into detail on each one of the three elements of the TCM program. As I mentioned, the first is that initial interactive contact with the patient, which is a simple outreach to the patient or even their caregiver. Now, this is required to be performed within two business days following the patient's hospital discharge, which is going to require good coordination between the hospital team even the patient's family, and your staff. And this may actually take some coordination on your part ahead of time with local hospitals or even working with the family to say, hey, if a loved one is hospitalized, you know, please make sure you reach out if we haven't been in contact so that we know that you're in the hospital or we know that your loved one's in the hospital. This initial contact can be done by telephone, email, or even face-to-face. It can be done by the provider or really any clinical staff in the office. The conversation is just really something to touch on how the patient's doing since they've been discharged and then go over some of the next steps in the TCM process so that they know that you're reviewing what happened in the hospital, you're making sure that they have what they need, and that you'll be setting up an office visit. That second element is that additional non-face-to-face services that's gonna be uh, involved in really looking at the medical records, understanding what's going on, understanding the need of the patient. And so these are things that can be done by either the physician or the clinical staff, really just depends on who's uh, doing what. And again, the goal for this element is to understand, okay, what happened in the hospital, what things may still be continuing, 
post-discharge? Do they have any clinical or psychosocial needs? And then how can you work with either the patient or the family in order to coordinate those services? So some activities that the physician may be doing, right, is, you know, retrieving and reviewing the discharge summaries, what happened in the hospital, what diagnosis did they have, you know, how did they leave the hospital, also interacting with any healthcare professionals or care team members who were taking care of the patient in the hospital. Um, They also may be providing education to the family or the patient regarding next steps and helping uh, with any established referrals if those weren't taken care of ahead of time. Now, members of your clinical staff may be doing a few other things. They can be actually identifying and communicating with any necessary agencies or health resources or community services if that's what's going on. They also can help with any education that's necessary uh, for the patient or any independent living situation. They can also support any treatment regimen or medication management that's going on. And so the staff oftentimes um, is uh, supporting the physician in their review. Now, the third and last element of the TCM program, and really one of the most important from a billing perspective, is scheduling an in-person office visit. This has to occur with either within either a seven or 14-day period of the patient's hospital discharge. And so this time frame is actually going to depend on the complexity of the medical decision-making that's inherent to caring for the patient. And so for patients with moderate medical decision complexity, you can actually have that visit within a 14-day period from discharge. And if there is a high-complexity decision-making, which I'll go over in a minute, for the patient, then that must be scheduled within seven days of discharge. And these timeframes are strict in order to bill and get paid for it, uh, this TCM service appropriately. So you you kind of have to keep track of that and make sure it's within those timeframes. Now, like I said, medical decision-making is going to be determined by a few things, and there's a really good table outlined in the CMS document that you can find online, or if you don't want to go look for it, shoot me an email, info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com, and I'm happy to shoot it over to you. So things um, for that count towards medical decision-making are similar to what we think about when we think about E&M coding, Right. How many possible diagnoses are there? And what's the amount of care management options that need to be considered? You know, what's the breadth or complexity of medical records or any diagnostic tests or other information that is going on that you need to review and that needs to be analyzed? And then, of course, probably the most important is what is the risk of significant complications or morbidity or mortality, as well as comorbidities associated with what's going on with the patient and what was going on with the patient during the hospital stay? As always, documentation is going to be critical for this, especially because you've got that tight 30-day period. And so you're going to want to make sure that you're putting down information from the hospital stay, documenting the discharge date, any medication or lab records, summaries of that patient care transition that you helped coordinate or that your office helped coordinate. And then, of course, documenting, as you normally would, the visit during that face-to-face time. So let's talk a little bit about the billing, right, the CPT codes. Um, in order for you to get paid. So Medicare actually utilizes two different CPT codes to distinguish between 
office visits that were in that moderate versus that high complexity decision making. And so that again is um, the difference between that seven day period or do you can you do you have the 14 day period in order to schedule those office visits? So CPT code 99495 refers to the TCM code for a moderate medical decision complexity visit. And that has to be scheduled again within that 14 day period and typically reimbursements in that $175 range. Then you've got the CPT code 99496, which refers for that to that TCM code for a high medical decision complexity. So that visit has to be scheduled within that seven days post-discharge. And that national average is very close to $240. So again, I know it's not the for the faint of heart in terms of documenting all of this and coordinating it, but remember, it's good for patient care and there is a reimbursement uh, that you can get. So these face-to-face visits um, have to be billed with those CPT, to- CPT codes, and you can't also bill for another E&M office visit since, again, that's part of the TCM code. Um, and CMS does outline that these codes can be done through telemedicine, so that may help your practice coordinate some of that care. So unlike some of the other chronic care management codes that we've gone over over the last couple of weeks, you can actually build TCM services concurrently with ESRD codes, so incidental renal disease, of course, um, which are 90951, 90970, or other codes for RPM or CCM if applicable. And there's a complete list, again, in that CMS document of the codes you can and cannot bill with these, which may be helpful for you to take a glance at or just make sure that, you know, you have a rock solid billing and coding team so they can help kind of uh, coach you through some of that. There are some billing nuances that are important for you to recognize. So only one physician or um, non-physician healthcare provider can report TCM services and only once per patient during that 30-day period, right? That makes sense. So the same healthcare professional may discharge the patient from the hospital, report hospital or observation discharge services, and then also bill the TCM services. Now, the only requirement to this is that you actually have to have a face-to-face visit, but it can't be on the same day of discharge, right? Which makes sense because you would have just discharged the patient. You can also report other reasonable or necessary E&M services, except, you know, that required face-to-face visit to manage the patient's clinical issues separately as applicable. Now, Medicare isn't going to pay for TCM services if any of the 30-day TCM period falls within a global surgery, surgery period for a procedure code billed by the exact same practitioner. As I've mentioned, documentation is always key. And at a minimum, you're going to want to put things into the medical record, such as the patient's discharge date, the patient or caregiver first interactive contact date, because that, again, has to be in that two business days. Obviously, documenting that face-to-face visit, any other medical records or notes that you reviewed or services that you coordinated, and of course, the medical complexity decision-making, right? Was it moderate or high, and making sure that visit date was within that either seven or 14-day period. I did glance over some great FAQs that may be helpful and maybe things that you're thinking about. So the first is going to be, how do you count two business days for the required phone call or interactive contact with the patient? 
So as I mentioned, right, that first requirement of TCM is direct contact with the patient within two business days after discharge. The day of discharge doesn't count as that first day. So it's the next business day as the first day. For example, if a patient's discharged on a Monday, then Monday doesn't count. Tuesday will be day one, and therefore Wednesday will be day two. So contact must happen by the end of the second business day, which is a Wednesday. Another common question is, what if you already had a patient's follow-up appointment scheduled within two business days? Can you still bill TCM? And the answer actually is yes. So sometimes the patient's follow-up appointment occurs within the two business days after discharge. And if so, you can discuss the discharge, and that appointment meets both the initial contact requirement and the face-to-face visit requirement. And the exact CPT definition for that initial contact is going to be communication that includes direct contact, telephone, or electronic. So therefore, that follow-up patient counts for that initial contact element. Another common question is, does an emergency department visit qualify for a TCM visit? And unfortunately, the answer is no. Emergency department visits are excluded. There are services that cannot be billed during that 30-day period, by the same provider because they're considered duplicate work. And I'm not going to run through all of those details, but either your certified bill or coder can help with that. Or again, that CMS document that I'm referring to does have some good comments in that. So thanks again for joining this week. I want to take a minute and just thank everybody who's been listening. We actually hit 2000 downloads this weekend, and that's just within two months of being live. I've had so many emails and uh, comments coming back and reviews saying, thank you, this is helpful. So I'm just really glad that it's helping and that uh, it's incredible to see that our listeners and our clients are having some wins with their billing success and taking action so that they're improving their revenue. Um, As I've said in the past, I am on a mission to help practices, physicians, or even, you know, our non-physician providers really get the revenue that they deserve through our podcast and also through our full service medical billing firm that we started. So if you or anyone you know is looking for a new billing or coding team, please don't hesitate to reach out. We're at info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. 